All right, it's going to take me a second to warm up. It's been a good long while. Should we do a warm-up exercise? Okay, let's do a, let's do a podcast warm-up exercise. All right, you lead. Okay. All right, are you warmed up now? I am so warm. Right, it's so good, right? I'm so warm. I just made it up on the spot. That was amazing. You're a practitioner. I am. I am. Mm. So, John, now that I'm good and warm, um, how have you been? I've been good. I haven't seen you in like, well, hours. But then before that, sporadically, a while. Yeah. And then before that, pretty regularly. But I've I, been good. I disappeared for a bit because of the musical. Yeah, man. You were hidden behind a great wall. Yeah, I was buried in it. Um, Literally. I, that, that's kind of how it always That's kind of how it always gets for me. Like when, when, Whenever I do like musicals, I tend to disappear for a while just because... It's so time-consuming. The schedules are insane. That's why. Sorry we've been gone for a little while, but I was like, this is to be expected. There's no Nathan. I had like a 9 to 5, basically, but it was, it was like... A 9 to 9? It was... When were rehearsals? They would either be 10 to f- 6 mm-hmm. or 11 to... No, sorry. 2 to 11. Yeah, but even 12. that, like... Yeah, those are the hours that you're in the studio or in the theater. But, like, it's so draining that, like, you just, like, want to knock out afterwards. No, it's also... You, you have to do your own homework. Yeah, there's tons of shit to do. You got to, like, figure out everything. I, I was very satisfied with my performance in this run. Like... Oh! <laughs> oh That's no, not I, a sound of surprise. Yeah, 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 no, you were good. I just felt myself improving in this field. Even if it's small baby steps, it felt like a forward movement, so... Well, that's what you want, brah. Yeah, and that's there was a lot of want. work put into it, a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of personal energy. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm back. I am out of my little theater hole. Yeah. And, um, yeah, looking to do more shit. Yeah, you look great, too. Yeah. Also, you have a dick on your arm. I, I do have a dick on my arm. Um, it was drawn on by a friend of the show, Hirzi, and I forgot... Kind of his thing. I forgot to wash it off. Yeah. I haven't been anywhere since, so I guess I'm safe. There's been no reason to, is yeah. that what the idea is? Although, my Uber driver yesterday, his name was Sien Gay. Yep, I remember that. Like, Sien Gay. What's Sien meaning again in Chinese? Like, um, bored. Bored. So he's bored of being gay? Or, or he's a bored gay? Indifferent, you know, Sian. He's indifferent gay. He's like, oh, yeah. fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, whatever. Yeah. Is that the idea? Yeah. It's like, as long as you got a penis, I'm like, whatever. Sian, Sian Lu. <laughs> and like, after you finish the ride, your phone prompts you, how is your ride with Sian gay? <laughs> he didn't seem that into it. Oh, <laughs> Nice one. Yeah. Oh, man. You know what's the good thing about Marche? What? They're basically, Marche and Starbucks are On a pretty, completely unrelated note, oh yeah, by the way. <laughs> like, you know, I just want to because I have a tissue in my hand, a napkin in my hand, and I was going to say that Marche and uh, Starbucks are basically my tissue providers. Right. I'll very very solid uh, recycled um, brown paper from Starbucks. Yeah, and also you can just, you, you can take as many as you want. There's no rule against it. Well, I mean, they do have stickers all over the counter that have the tissues that say, save our planet. Just yeah. take one. They say take what you need. Oh. Like, I need fifty. Okay then. And I use them. Right. So I believe you do. Yeah. Yeah. And to be fair, it's better than buying like a tissue packet from like a grocery store because that has like plastic covering and all that shit. Well, why not buy tissue packets from old people with no jobs selling them? Oh, because these are free. The Marche ones are free. Oh, see, this is this is where you 
you're, you're crushing the small guy. You know, is there some kind of like multi-million dollar tissue conglomerate? Like, is there like Kleenex? It, it, no, like no, no, not that. I meant like on the street, on the street, or like a like a like a tissue pimp. Like, is there, yeah, is there a tissue don? <laughs> a tissue don, and then he has all his like he, he has all his um uh. What do you even call it? What's below Don? Like the, the mafia, the tissue mafia. So it'd be the Don, then the 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 maid guys. Mm-hmm. I guess it'd be the conciliaries. The ones that just smoke cigars in the boardroom. All yeah, time. yeah. Just the guys. Yeah, the guys. It's got a moochies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be an awesome like um, story. Like you think like these old people are like like have their like dirty clothes and they're like limping around and then at the end of the day they come home they like they go like, to like this 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 elevator and then like they they go to a basement where like everyone gathers yeah. in like an industrial area right. and they sit around this table and like how'd you do today oh I made five dollars it's backhanded it's like you're supposed to make ten yeah you gotta move those tissues I would I would watch this movie you gotta move those tissues you gotta move we're in the tissue moving business yeah. And everyone has like their different set of skills. Yeah, you know? like one of them, um, one of them knows how to do Jedi mind tricks on the youth <laughs> to make them buy tissues. No, you know me. I'm interested in. I would like to see the turf wars between the tissue salesmen. Mm. He's like, get out of my copy jam, bro. Yeah. What are you doing here, man? And they have like a showdown, Anchorman style. Yeah, and they're like, this is Sean Gay's territory. Because <laughs> like, for those of you that don't, how did that become a thing, by the way? Because for those of you not from Singapore who don't know, it's just like, for some of the elderly who are not, um, yeah, we're making fun of old, poor people is what we're doing right we're now. We're not making fun, not fun of, of them. It. No, not at all. We're exploring their I, their their stories. Yeah, but people who are elderly who may not have, uh, you know, a savings account to speak of, they sell tissue paper on, like, around. They yeah. sell tissue, packets of tissue. Mm-hmm. At Hawker Center at like um bus stops even sometimes so wait wait hold on so kind of yeah so MRT as, stations to bring around full stop full, full like all the way around so kind of marche and starbucks are like fucking with their territory exactly wow they're crushing the small guy wow mm-hmm. that's fucked up yep and this marsh this is an i mean don't get me wrong this is a napkin not a tissue so yeah. it's not softened it's quality but it's a good quality napkin yeah it's it it's absorbent yeah it's a little huh. rough on the skin but gonna get that job done it really is yeah that's the crazy thing about napkins yeah so welcome everybody to episode 91 of good hang podcast my name is nathan my name is john and it's been a good long while so let's jump straight into well we kind of did what you've been up to. it's not quite my, i was not up to gathering tissues okay then what you've been up to when you see your bud and wanna know what's new you just gotta ask Hey, what buddy. you been up to? Man. So, you know, a couple episodes ago, we were talking to one Jed Jong about the summer movie yes, preview. a movie reviewer. And here we are at the beginning of August, and basically, the summer movie season is basically done. Mm. Is that right? Like, let me let me look up here on Ooh, Wikipedia. Has a, has when an did article. it start? Did it start with um, Fast and Furious 8? Oh, that's a, probably a good call. Yeah. I mean, that was in, what, May? All right, well, anyway, there's a, on Wikipedia, there's an article that's called 2017 in Film. Pretty handy. Mm. Oh, there might be too many movies in this fucking thing. This is crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Wonder Woman. They're, they're, uh, so basically, I want to take this time to kind of give a quick, brief review of the movies I've seen, we've seen. Everything in summer. between Fast and Furious 8 and The Dark Tower. Yeah, let me that's see. That's the whole mm-hmm. summer um, section. Wow, the Fast and Furious series became the sixth film franchise to gross more than $5 billion, 
with the feet of the furious jesus christ so wait sixth film franchise so what else would be there would be star wars this avengers avengers is that kind of a film franchise yeah of course the mcu um the harry potter yes that makes sense lord of the rings lord of the rings makes sense um i can't think of a fifth one let's see here i'm checking it out so oh yeah the marvel cinematic universe casts the whole thing so that's destroying everything yeah jk rowling's wizarding world so includes yeah. a fantastic piece star wars james bond james is bond four. then middle earth there we go and then fast and the furious after that x-men batman X-Men? spider-man Pirates of the carbon yeah and then transformers haha <laughs> transformers got hey surprise shrift. number 13 shrek Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll. Doom, doom. Oh, I thought you were gonna keep going with that. Nah, I'm done. You're done. Yeah. All right, I'm. I'm trying to vamp for a bit while I find a better website to show off the summer movie season. Okay, how about this? Right off the bat, Nathan, what was your favorite movie from the summer movie season? BB Driver. BB Driver. Yes, BB Driver. You know, I'm going in a weird. Um, I've started a new habit since I started making money, and that I will <laughs> that I'll start watching movies like twice. I saw Baby Driver twice, yeah. once with you, and then once because my friend gave me a gold class ticket that was expiring that yeah. day, and the only movie I could make was Baby Driver. Right, but I loved it. Yeah, that was a great movie. Yeah, see, I did I did it in the order. So after I watched Baby Driver, um, I watched a sequel that weirdly enough came out before Baby Boss. Yeah. Um, and after that, I went back. Wait, wait, wait. I- hold on, wait. But Baby Boss. So wait, the character of Baby in Baby Driver. Yeah. Is the boss or is he someone else? Well, Baby Driver becomes the boss. Yeah, but the yeah. boss is a baby, so it's kind of like it's, it's like a, a Benjamin, Benjamin Button, Button style. Yeah, oh, that makes it's sense. Benjamin Button style, and then a prequel. Um. Um. Baby. Can't think of another movie. <laughs> what about just Driver? Oh yeah, the the prequel was Driver, and then it went to, to become Baby Driver, and then uh, it the the final in trilogy is Baby Boss. Oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Okay, so starting with let's go with Rotten Tomatoes because they're the best. They said that the summer movie season started officially on May fifth with Guardians of the Galaxy two. Oh yeah, that, that came out before. True, 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 true. I'm kind of annoyed that I didn't catch that in theater for a second time. Yeah, I, I saw it in the theater twice, and I liked it better the second time. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I would have enjoyed it more if I watched it again. Hopefully, it's still showing. Maybe it'll show like the projector or something. I doubt it, but there's also a joy in watching it like at home or you know. Yep. Just don't watch it on your phone. James Gunn would shoot himself. Pretty much. Yeah. Then next after that was Alien Covenant, which was kind of like, meh. It was I mean, very serviceable. Looking back on it now, it's relatively forgettable. Very, I was, was going to okay. say serviceable, but extremely forgettable. Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean, I did not watch. It was that. Yeah. I saw it in a movie theater, and like the only thing I could think of was, by the roll of the credits, I've forgotten everything. So you actually watched it? I watched it. Huh. It was, uh, it was very, like, meh. It was, meh. It's so weird. It's like... It was like someone pasted Pirates 1 to 5 together to form, like, a montage of what they think looks like a Pirates movie. Mm-hmm. And then they tacked on like a possible spin-off at the end. What, what does Johnny Depp need more money? I don't get why he's doing these. I don't know, but I think it's 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 relevance. I d- I truly don't no. know. Probably money. You know, I still will say that the first movie is one of the best movies. I think it's Amber so took a little bit of money into divorce. I'm not yeah. sure. But um, do it. Gotta send that prenup. Oh, but he did film this uh, infamously in Australia, where his dogs got kicked out. 
Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. that story. What was the deal again? He tried to fly in with his dogs, but... Well, he flew private, and he brought two dogs. Two little, like, puppy puppy dogs that you can put on your lap. Yeah, and immigration... The customs in Australia is cray-cray. Yeah, and the minister of environment or something like that mm. was like, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off, mate. Yeah. All right. I don't care about you, Johnny Dip. Okay, anyway. Uh, Wonder Woman, we talked about extensively. Uh, looking back on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's worse. It's, it's worse now that I look back on it. I mean, it's it's easily the most memorable DC movie. Yeah, you know I, I mean, mean when you move the Nolan films. Yeah, if you of course if you remove the the, the Nolan films, yeah. I'm talking about because the, they're the not Justice, part of the, the Justice universe, League yeah. universe, yeah, yeah, yeah. the current Justice League universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember much from BVS other than the bad stuff. Martha, I can't tell you a single thing about Superman Returns. Um that's all, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's all. It, Wonder Woman is by far the most varied um, and memorable. Like, it, it, it felt like a journey. And we can talk about the San Diego Comic-Con trailers. I mean, that. I mean, it still looks like crap. Really? I think so. Okay. And they're making... I don't know. Flash, is, looks, he looks like really like a kid who's just joking around for... just. He's like the Marvel... It's like they're putting the Marvel Universe <laughs> condensed into one person. And, he's into like Spider-Man. He is. They're trying to make him the Spider-Man, which is... Uh, ooh, it comes at night. I never watched that, but that looks good. Oh, I watched that on Pornhub. Oh, really? Yeah. It CUMs at night. <laughs> uh, did you watch The Mummy? I did not. I did not either. I had no inclination Terrible to... Terrible m- reviews. Is it? I don't know. Like, I thought I it hear... looked like fun. Like, the trailers looked like fun, but, oh, God, it was the worst. It's 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. I hear mixed reviews from friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of the original Brendan Fraser, Rachel Wise franchise. And the second one's really good. Yeah. So it's, fun. It's just dumb fun. And they're charismatic performers. Um, I just didn't feel inclined to watch this because I, I love Tom Cruise and everything, but he he doesn't really pull me in. Like, he's not very charismatic in that way. Right. That I want the Mummy franchise, I would like the Mummy franchise to be. I'm still going to catch this movie once it comes out on, like, iTunes or whatever. Yeah. But, nah, it just yeah. didn't have any appeal to me. Yeah. Although, although, the only thing that kind of attracted me was that Tom Cruise has the potential to surprise you. Mm-hmm. Like with um, uh, Live, Die, Repeat. I love that movie. Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. So yeah. Um, I've, I think I've watched the movie like five times now. Yeah, that movie, that movie That movie was like, wait, what? So and when you watch The Mission Impossibles, you, you, would think, you would think by MI5 they'd just be shitty. But you, you watch them and they're still solid. Yeah, they're no Fast and the Furious, but they're pretty up there. Oh, what if like the next Mission Impossible is like they're Fast and Furious 5? It's like they really turn it up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just get the rock in there man <laughs> he really just saves stuff before um, we die the rock and Tom Cruise will be in a movie together you know what's a, another movie that seems feels like the mummy that uh, I agree with that notion by the way but the, the Transformers as well Transformers the last night I couldn't tell you anything about it didn't watch it I have not seen a single Transformers movie since the second one god you're so lucky basically once Shia left the boat so did I so lucky yeah uh, after that June 28 in America anyway was Baby Driver which we agree that's my Second favorite movie of the summer, maybe third. But I need really to see. A, I need to see a list of the movies so I can get like a refresher because I honestly don't quite know. Yeah, that's that's why I'm going through this thing right now. I'm trying right. through it. Uh, Despicable Me Three was like a, a quiet but really enjoyable movie. No one, ever, I don't think, really people watched that. I have not seen it, but um, I did a musical with a bunch of like seven, eight year old kids. They were all over it. They were all over it. Nice. So that means it must be good. The minions were adorable. Yeah. Uh, then was Spider Man Homecoming. Mm. Hey, yeah, I really like that movie. Saw it twice yeah. in the movie theater. Uh, did you ever catch War for the Planet of the Apes? That I was the week not. after. I really need to. 
It was good. I think looking back on the early 2000s This has the potential now, to be my favorite. Ooh, I don't know if you want to put it that high. But I think the trilogy... Are you talking about the trilogy or this particular movie? This particular movie. This trilogy is going to go down as one of the best trilogies, I think. It's it's uh, so it, good. It, 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 it just tomorrowed it. It surprised the hell out of yeah, me. Yeah, it really did. Especially like, the second movie. The second movie is like damn near a masterpiece. Came out of nowhere. Came out of nowhere. I went in there... Because like the first movie, totally, it's almost like a... Like a buddy movie, you know, and then they, it's like a family movie almost, like with the separation, and they're like, oh, I, I love you, friend, and then I hate you, and then mm. I, I'm going to revolt against Earth. Like, it's it's a very small movie, the mm-hmm. first one. And then the second one, it just becomes, like, fucking warfare. Really opens it up, yeah, and really dives into, the, like, the social hierarchy of the apes, yeah. which I think is brilliant. Such a good movie. Uh, get on the Planet of the Apes remakes if you haven't yet. The first they one look, with James Franco. They look stupid, but they're amazing. Yeah. And... I think it looks great, actually. No, I remember when I first the premise. When, when I stupid. first saw like the 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 trailers way back when, when mm. they were like Rise of the Planet of Dawn. Rise was first. Rise was first. That makes no sense. Um, Rise of the Planet of the oh, Apes. Wait. Yeah, good question. <laughs> One of them. No, Rise was first. Rise. Okay, so it's like Rise of the Planet of the Apes. It's like oh, first of all, stupid title. <laughs> and then next, like I don't understand why people need to revise, revive this franchise in particular. But um, it was amazing. Yeah, well, it didn't help that Tim Burton, um, what, tried to reboot it yeah, five, four or five he years did. before this one with Mike Wahlberg. Yeah. And, and um, it's not as good. The mind-blowing part about this is that the main characters are freaking CGI monkeys. Yeah, well... The main characters. Andy Serkis, man, yeah. really deserves a look at for real Everything. proper acc- accolades. Yeah. I mean, you've seen that trailer for the new movie where it like morphs, like it's him with the dots on his face yeah. giving a monologue and it slowly becomes Caesar and you can see That's like... them. It, dude, it's totally him. It's totally giving a performance. It's so good. It's just crazy and very brave and also just very um, telling of where we are in technology that movies are daring to make their lead characters, the one that you need to sympathize and relate with, a freaking computer graphic, yeah. computer-generated monkey. And it's kind of like, I guess we basically have Andy Serkis to thank for this, because I mean, I guess it started with Golem? Yeah. What? Right? It would have been. I, I think Golem pronou- was the big leap. I also pronounced it like a Jewish person. Like, <laughs> a Jewish Golem! Oh, made the mud going to get you. But yeah, Golem. Mm-hmm. What was before that? Anything before that? Because before that, I can remember Matrix, and that was awful. Matrix Revolutions with like, cartoons, fucking Neo. Oh, it was so bad. I don't think they've tried like facial motion capture before Gollum. I might be wrong, but yeah, I mean, I maybe even before that, it would have been video games. Maybe mm. they were doing video games. I don't know, something to look into. <clears throat> uh, okay, then after that was Dunkirk. Did you watch Dunkirk? I have not seen Dunkirk. I saw it in IMAX, and I was too close and too far to the side. Which right. I don't know why they do that. Like, can't you just not make those seats exist? <laughs> yeah. It's same with that in gold class as well. I was like, why the fuck am I all the way over here in gold class? That is like a strange thing if you think about it. Yeah. The only thing, like, you're paying the exact same amount as the person sitting middle row center. Yep. There should be a way that we all get the same view, but then I I don't know how that would happen. I'm VR? Just, VR? The screen is gigantimous. I don't know. Do you think VR is a possibility in the future? You know? What, you have to wear goggles yeah. to go to the movie theater? Because I think people Why go, do I have to go to the movie, movie theater then? Because I think people go to the movie theater for the sense of community. So maybe yeah. if you had like a nice sound system that surrounds the entire room and then everyone puts on the goggles, they can still hear each other. They can still feel each other. No. I go to, I go, personally, I go to the movie theater because I can't afford the equipment that movie theaters have. Right. Like I can't have a big enough screen or nice enough speakers. But say like if, if they've, like in 15 years, once VR is perfected, 
and they just create a way instead of wearing a giant goggle headset is literally just like the 3d glasses you wear nowadays and then you see a high definition like so some ready player one shit yeah yeah very yeah. much and i don't think we're very far from that but if you're immersive then why would you want to be taken out of your full-on immersion by people around you being like oh don't go in there don't go in there oh shit I like that part. Well, that, that's why. That's you. why. That's why no headphones. Because if headphones, then everything is blocked out. Mm. Just use the sound system in the theater. Yeah, you know that's I mean? true. Yeah, but for me, yeah, it's the main thing. Then is, that way, everyone pays the same price and they get the same amazing view without heads blocking them or ooh, without the toilet sign in their eyes. I hate that. Or without like you know having their whole movie be skewed in a certain direction. But what if you do? You have to face one way. Like, what if you look around? Do you see more of the movie, or do you just see a, a VR movie theater? You can turn that on and off. Oh my god! You can toggle it. You can toggle it to either like have the screen follow you, whether you look down, up, or left or right, or you can have it in theater mode, where once you look around you, you're in like a VR okay. Theater. So it's it's still like a rectangular two by three point five by one thing. But like, if I want to feel like lying down, it's like the thing shifts with me. It's not like I see like the sky exactly. in the movie. Okay, but you can toggle that on and off. That's a good idea. This is my invention. I'm patenting it Patenting. right now. I'm selling it to yeah. Golden Village. People can't steal this because we're putting it down with the intention of like what. Whatever. like this is this yeah. is copyrighted this now. is this is law this is good hang whatever's welcome to class yeah can you not do that can you make sure the sound is good though because there's nothing there's nothing worse for me that i go to the theater i sit and i watch the stupid trailers and then i hear this oh you they missed the around i was like where the fuck is the around <laughs> this is two by one is this in two whenever, by one whenever that happens i i just giggle because i'm like Y'all just gave yourself away. I'm just like, <laughs> I would not have noticed. You. <laughs> I would not have noticed until like maybe 45 minutes into the movie if you didn't have that. It's like, hey, where's the stuff behind me? <laughs> Why is it all you? This is all you? All you. Stupid. Anyway, Dunkirk was good. My point of that was Dunkirk was good. Watch it in. IMAX. Try to get the center seat. I wasn't blown away. I think I need to revisit this with... I was just expecting a completely different movie. Because I was like, oh, World War II Nolan. This is probably going to be a relatively straightforward movie for once. Like, obviously, like with Saving Nolan Private Ryan-ish. Maybe. But I also knew that the history of Dunkirk didn't lend itself to the same kind of intense right. action of a Saving Private Ryan. Right. But it's actually quite experimental i mean no 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 surprise here but like basically like just like all of no well, i thought it would be more in line with christopher nolan's batman movies yeah which while great are relatively straightforward yeah uh but no just like his other the rest of his other movies it plays with time a lot do you yeah. know about how it works in dunkirk i have not seen at all it's not much of a spoiler to say but it's basically i don't think i want to know it's not a spoiler okay you would probably need it to help you actually all right it follows the narrative of three characters right and three locations Except they move at different speeds. So they all start roughly at the same time, I think. But then they move at different paces. Like one story takes place over the course of a week. One takes place over the course of a day. And one takes place over the course of an hour. Oh, I thought you meant like... When you said different speeds, I thought you meant like Inception style. You know how like... It is. they went... Oh. Actually, I was like, oh, I know how to watch this movie because I've watched Inception. So they'll cut from the different times. And you'll see... But instead of like... So there's one timeline that's completely in slow motion. Uh, no. Right. No. But like, so if you imagine the timeline of Inceptions, like the levels, right? So there's the car when it yeah. like, so when it gets really crazy, so when the car is falling to the bridge, yeah. uh, falling from the bridge, then the, which affects, uh, the part with the hotel yeah. and under that is the snow scene, right? Yeah. Those fit all in the same like time period, yeah. right? So like, but they're just, imagine they're like move faster yeah. here. It's like the time are skewed. 
So it's like one will be like just here and then one will be in the middle and one will be like longer. And then it's hard to explain, but it, it's a good idea to know that going into it. Right. What's cool is that you see different events from different points of view at different times in the movie. Right. It's like, oh, that plane got shot down here. And then 20 minutes, we see that again from a different point of view. They arrested development did it. So I don't know what that means. The, fight, the last season of Arrested Development. Is that what they did? Way, yeah. Oh, crazy. Different perspectives. But yeah, um, it's a good movie. I don't know if I loved it. And it didn't help that it came out around some of my favorite movies that week. So right. this is around the time when uh, it came out the same day in Singapore as Baby Driver did. But like with like with all Christopher Nolan films, it sounds like it was made with a lot of intent. Indeed. And, yeah. And Indeed. just very like made to challenge the moviegoer. And that's what I love about his films. Nice. Like you always go there being challenged to like, do I like this or not? As yeah. opposed to going like, what's this story now? Yeah. yeah. It, 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 it asks for your in- engagement and attention. Yeah. And um, Harry Styles was not as distracting I th- as I thought he would be. Okay. In fact, it actually helped because I'm like, oh, that's Harry Styles. I know where we are. <laughs> um, it's like, oh, that's Ed Sheeran. I know where we are. Yeah, we're in the riverlands of Westeros. Um, yeah, that said, and it's not on here. My favorite movie came out in Singapore, at least anyway, a week after Dunkirk. Mm. My favorite movie by far this summer was The Big Sick. <laughs> I don't know how drum rolls work. I don't think that counts as a summer movie. I know. It's not really that... It's not a summer blockbuster, but it didn't come yeah. out in the summer. And it is easy, easily my favorite movie this year. Mm, so good. not been able to catch you it You better yet. catch it, dude, because it's like limited screenings, all that shit. But I want to save it. For what? For special occasions. What does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch it. Um, uh, for those of you that don't know Big Sick, it's um, written and directed... Uh, not Kumail Nanjiani. starring, yes, Kumail Manjiani. You might know him from Silicon Valley or his podcast appearances and stuff like that. Brilliant movie. A true story about how he and his girlfriend, uh, now wife... Pod- he has a podcast, Indoor Kids. Yeah, it's been... I haven't had a new episode in like three years. Oh. Yeah, sad. Um, yeah. It's really interesting story about how he met his wife, basically, and like how she fell into a coma, and he had to deal with it. It's really funny, really funny, really heartfelt, and really interesting look into like Muslim Americans. Like, mm. That's a part of it, not a huge part of it, but a, definitely a part of it. Right. Like a big part of it is like how his family, or specifically his mom, is trying to hook him up in an arranged marriage, right. and he's trying to fight that because he's in love with this girl named Emily. Right. Had a couple times. Two or three times in the movie where people were laughing so loud that we missed the dialogue for about 10 seconds. <laughs> That's the best. Dude, there was one joke that had me, like, first of all, laughing solid for like 15 seconds. And it was one of the things where like, you're watching it and then you think of the joke that just happened. You start laughing again. <laughs> Probably the hardest I've laughed in a movie theater in ages. Aww, so good. Not going to spoil it. Go watch it. Wait. Come up with a special occasion and go watch it. Yeah. Okay. Big sick. Okay. Uh, and that brings us basically to current day here on the calendar. Um, Atomic Blonde, which I haven't had a chance to watch yet. Dark Tower comes out today. Dark Tower comes out today, yes. Matthew I'm, McConaughey! Oh, guess the Dark Tower score on Rotten Tomatoes right now. 82. No, it, it actually looks... I don't know what to make of it. I haven't seen the trailers at all. I kind of want to go... Don't tell me the score because I kind of want to go into this movie. You sure? be cold. Okay. Because I haven't seen the trailer. I don't know what it's about. I kind of know that Matthew McConaughey plays like death incarnate or something um i do and idris elba is like the opposite of that um so does that make him jesus i don't know anyway we'll see atomic blonde looks good apparently it's john wick but with sexiness and I, i'm all about that i don't see what is not sexy about john wick that's true uh, his beard looks kind of weird um it's patchy the emoji movie Ooh. no intention of watching that i <laughs> guess it's rotten tomato score um 18 i don't know i just love is it you, you know, think three times lower. Wow, six. six. <laughs> Ouch. Like, I just love that the people in it have been aggressively pushing it in, like, such 
um, a tongue-in-cheek way. No, oh, really, I haven't that been it, following. That it, that it makes me wonder, were they paid a lot of money for this or none at all? <laughs> I'm not very sure because like they're taking the piss out of it. Like, um, uh, what's his name? T.J. Miller? No, no, no. Who, uh, Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart you Sir know, Patrick Stewart? Yeah, Sir Patrick Stewart. He's the playing the, the, the dung. He's playing poop. Yeah. And he's been taking the piss out of it. T.J. Miller, he's taking the piss out of it, but in his own kind of crazy way. Like the same way how he always brings up he was in the seminal bear animated movie, Yogi Bear 3D. <laughs> um, nowadays, like uh, in the recent Cannes Festival, he flew in in a parachute of the emoji An emoji. Movie. Oh my god! Of, of like a big emoji, and like he was dressed in a yellow suit. He actually parachuted in. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, or he parachuted over or something. I can't remember what that's it was. That's crazy. But like, um, he's been pushing. He's been pushing the emoji movie. Yeah, man. I'm curious to be honest, because you know it could Lego movie us. It could do, but it got six percent. <laughs> um, not a lot of movies left to come out. There's also the movie I actually didn't know. I forgot about. Kind of is the movie called Detroit. Have you heard about this? No. Directed by Catherine Bigelow. Is about it a sequel race. to Brooklyn? Oh. No. Okay. It's about race riots in the 1960s. It looks good. It's starring John Boyega and Anthony mm. Mackie. I'm all about it. I, um, I feel I feel very sorry for Anthony John Boyega because the movie he released right after Star Wars. Star Wars. It was something called like um. Oh my gosh! Can you please look this up because I don't I don't want to mess up the title. Just look up what John Boyega's movie after um. Star Wars was the name of it was very unfortunate because it made it sound like a Star Wars spinoff. Oh no! And it confused a lot of people. Speaking speaking of John Boyega, while I look it up, did you watch um, Attack the Block? No, as a fun movie. Yeah, you should watch it. Um, it was like it's like it's like an it's an alien zombie something something that happened in like the like the slums, but like the the HDBs of London. It's a good movie. I'm, I'm gonna watch it again. Actually, it's been a while. Okay. What was that movie John Boyega was in after Star Wars? Uh, it was a little movie called Tinkership and Dutch. No, no, no. That's not it. Uh, hold on. It's called... Uh, there was The Circle. Um, oh, you're talking about Star Wars Force of Destiny? No, no, no. Okay. You're talking about Watership Down? No. Go down, go down. Maybe what are you talking about? Pacific Rim, before. The Uprising? No, down. Maybe it was just before? Yeah. Maybe just Imperial before. Dreams? There we go. There Imperial go. Dreams. <laughs> And that movie, they didn't really push that movie till after Star Wars came out, and it was on Netflix and everything. And I remember just being super confused because, like, I was like, "Is this like a prequel to his?" Story? You think the movie makers did that on purpose though? It was like, "Yo, this motherfucker, I mean, these Star Wars, man, call this Imperial Dreams." <laughs> uh, here's the tagline for it: uh, A 21 year old reformed gangster's devotion to his family and his future is put to the test when he is released from prison and, and put returns. into the stormtrooper class. Dude, what if the, what if this was a prequel? And returns to his old time we got in Watts, Los Angeles. It's on Netflix, apparently. Yeah, it is. That's where I saw it, and I remember just like being so confused. You're like, where's the lightsaber? <laughs> An hour into it. Why are we still in LA? When are we going to Why are we Tatooine? on Earth? Why is it now and not a long time ago? So you're definitely going to watch The Dark Tower? Yes. Okay. Let me know how that goes. <laughs> I just, I just wanna, I, I, okay. I love Matthew McConaughey. We're in the McConaughey right now. Sure. And um, I love Idris Elba. I do love those guys actually. And I enjoy Stephen King occasionally. Sure. Eleven twenty two sixty three. So good. He has um, two movies coming out this summer. It and it? this. 
and Dark Tower. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. This is it. <laughs> I said he has two movies coming out this summer. It, it and this. Some shitty titles. <laughs> it. Dude, have you seen the trailer for It, though? It is pretty terrifying. Really? Yeah. I saw it and I was like... You were I'm, like, meh. Yeah, because I don't really find clowns scary. When yeah. They look, when they look like that, I don't think they're scary. When they look completely normal, that's when they're terrifying. Oh, interesting. You know, when they look like that, it's like, oh, you're... You're a murder clown. It, it, it's more so like you're clearly trying to scare me of an image that you know right. I'm scared of. Well, the original movie, or the original It, I think, started this whole thing anyway. Mm. You know, this whole phobia of clowns. Right. Which has a name, klepto, whatever, phobia. Clownophobia. Yeah. Why can't it just be that easy? <laughs> Like, why does it got to be some stupid, like, can't it just be, like, sharkophobia? Yeah, or, like... Heightophobia. Fear of holes, trypophobia. No, that makes me think you're afraid of tripping. Into a hole. I have tryptophobia. Pretty bad. Yeah? Yeah, like, pretty bad. Why can't they just call it holophobia? You know, it's... Yeah. Yeah, true. Latin or shit. But, you know, it's it, it really depends on what triggers it. Like, you're, the wall behind you doesn't trigger my tryptophobia, even though there's a bunch of holes. I think it's because it's regularly spaced and it's to be expected or something. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, some stuff will really just make me like, bleh, 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 bleh. I want to throw up. Right. Luckily, it's not the wall behind you. Uh, but yeah, that's what I've been up to. I've been watching a shit ton of movies. And like, I think among those movies, uh, that's okay. Okay. Uh, Nathan just tried to fuck me, fucking scare me. No, no, I was curious because I put this on my Facebook thing and I wouldn't want it to upset you. No, no, no. Literally though, if you Google tryptophobia, anything that comes up in the Google search will fucking freak me out. Understood. Yeah, uh, but that's what I've been up to. I've been watching a shit ton of movies. I think like half those movies I've seen twice. I exaggerate, but I've seen a lot of those movies twice. Right. So I like watching movies. Nathan, what have you been up to really quickly, I guess? Um, I was going to bring something up. Oh my goodness, what was it? It's a movie that's coming up. Ooh. Uh, I saw a trailer for it, and I'm trying to remember. It's like a poop that's that, that just won't come up. Oh, the emoji movie. It's crowning. I'm not gonna remember. Anyway, yeah, I've been up to. Um, are you excited? You excited for this movie coming out? Yes. Is that no? Is that like? I truly can't remember <laughs> right now. I truly. I'm. There was a movie you wanted to talk about, and you have no idea what it is. Yes. Oh my goodness. That's sad. It's right in the tip of my tongue. Your brain's broken. It is a little bit. Anyway, um, I have been up to, like I said in the beginning, the top of the episode. You're know, just getting back into the regular programming. Um, I have been a little bit caught up in the musical and mm-hmm. was pretty busy for a while um, because in between the musical, I was still doing some odd jobs here and there. So I just didn't have a lot of time to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, now back to the regular schedule, a lot more time to write and compose and record and do all that stuff and get back into the music um, movie shoot coming up in October. That should be really interesting to do. And the Fast and the Furious? The Chinese Fast and the Furious. Fast and the Furious. The Fast the, and the Angry. Fast and Angry. Quick and, quick and Angry. Quick and Angry. That's what sex is like with Nathan, by the way. <laughs> anyway, um, that's what I've been doing, really. Just kind of, yeah, resuming. If, if any of you have ever been in, like, anything resembling theater like a school play or a school musical i'm sure you know it can be very yeah there's adjustment also there's the post-show blues do you have a touch post-show, of the post-show blues? blues oh of course it is it's like abandonment it's not abandonment uh what you call when the when a when a mother gives birth and they get really sad Post- postpartum partum. it's like postpartum yeah how do, are, you, are you getting hit by the post-show blues um teensy bits you know i'm sure if any of you have done like school shows or school musicals or whatever you, maybe you rehearse for like two weeks and you do like one night of show and that's I'm, not how it works yeah, yeah <laughs> not yeah. in school in oh school. maybe here because yeah. yeah we rehearse for like months and oh, then really? we go for like a week oh really in high school yeah 
I'm, I'm talking about... Oh, that's full on. Well, um, because we'd only have one or two shows a year. Right. Oh, but this is Drama Club. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. I'm, I'm talking about like the general, like sometimes schools just put on shows for... Yeah, that's what I'm giggles. talking about too. Anyway, um, anyway, but your like, point. Yeah, you rehearse for like two weeks or a month and then you'll do like one or two or three shows. And even after that, you're feeling like, oh my God, I miss everyone so much. You know, this was my life for two and a half months uh, and almost every single day, <laughs> six days a week. Uh, so of course there's going to be uh, some adjustments just because now it's like, oh, these people that I saw every day, I don't see them anymore. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, this routine that I've made for myself, I don't really do anymore. Um, all these things in my brain from the show, like they're, they're going to be swimming around in there for a while. Oh, really? It's not going to just melt away. <laughs> yeah. You know, every dialogue, every song, every cue, every like costume change, it's all just going to be stuck in there for a while. I feel like it's going to be gone pretty soon yeah. from, from your head in particular. <laughs> the great what? <laughs> anyway, uh, we're building a water tank. Waterfall <laughs> in my backyard. I don't know, man. Anyway, yeah. That's what I've been doing. The mediocre wall. The what wall? What kind of wall was it? Anyway, cool, man. But yeah, I caught you the show opening night. I was really, really quite proud of you guys. And I think... Yeah. My opinion of the show is that it's still very young. Um, it has a lot of space to grow. I think there's so much work that can be done in terms of the aesthetics, the musical arrangements, the script and everything. Yeah, I wish that you guys would re- we would, would go back to come back to it. Like, oh yeah, fine tune it. I don't know like, if I'll be there, but I know they will. I know the, the 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 creative team. That's the idea. They fully intend to go back to the work and improve on it. And they're going to do it here. They can take it. To that's London. the question. That's the idea. Okay. I don't know what Sh- that's it shouldn't be. die. So it's, it's not going to die. It's 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 gotten some traction, and they've kind of tested it, and it's it's gotten. Um, across the board, positive responses, yeah. but also a lot of like. The, I think the, the critiques have been relatively consistent too. All like the people criti- are yeah. saying the same kind of things, but all the critiques of it wanted to improve. You yes. know what I mean, yeah. So that's yeah, why that's they're that's why they're jumping straight into it. None of it is dismissing. None of it is ever dismissive of the show. It's always like, oh, this was good, but it could be better. You know, as yeah. opposed to going like this was a deplorable piece of work or like this does not deserve to be watched. It was all very constructive in that way. So I think um, there's only so much more to build. This, the music and the bones of this show have so much potential to become something pretty big, I think. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, just to go back a little bit, I'm a little bit distracted here because I was flipping through the movies coming out this year and there's one movie that caught my attention. Um... <laughs> On September 8th of this year, a movie is coming out starring Charlie Sheen and Whoopi Goldberg. The name of this movie, Nathan, is 9-11. Oh, okay. And it is about 9-11. This is the Wikipedia thing. 9-11 is an upcoming American action disaster drama film directed by some guy I've never heard of based on the September 11 attacks on the World Trade Center in New York City. It stars Charlie Sheen, Whoopi Goldberg, Gina Gershon, Louis Guzman, and Jacqueline Bissett. And it'll be released three days before the uh, the anniversary of 9-11. So it's a comedy? Uh, well, I mean, this whole experience seems to be a comedy because it's pretty well known, according to this article anyway, that Charlie Sheen is a 9-11 truther. Oh. So he's all like the government dead at. But I don't, like, it takes balls to call a movie 9-11 and not be uh, a Spielberg or uh, a fucking, at least a really Scott, like a master director. 
I just can't believe Charlie Sheen, Whoopi Goldberg, and Luis Guzman are in the same movie. That's a crazy cast, man. That's an insane cast. I didn't think anyone was going to cast Charlie Sheen in anything for a very long time. Yeah. I guess this is as good of a move as any because if a movie is already going to come in with, you know, a bit of like, what the fuck, mm-hmm. might, as well, might as well put an actor in there that's going to be a bit, what the fuck. Take some real cojones, man, I tell you. Yeah. Uh, all right, we got to move on because we got some stuff to get to aren't you, aren't you gonna aren't you gonna talk about um the up and coming um my little pony movie uh I, let's save that let's let's i think we're okay to dedicate a whole episode on that in the future michael pena is in it oh i'm definitely definitely gonna watch it and kristen chenoweth i love kristen chenoweth and leave schreiber whoa that comes out of left field a little bit Sabretooth is in this shit whoa yeah that's the movie you were trying to remember no it wasn't but it's my little pony yeah. Anyway, all right, Nathan. I think it's time to move on. Talk, we got some. Re- we got to read some shit to read. Shit, read. We got to read some shit. Shit. Okay. Shit. Let's do it. Let's do it. Listen to us talk all day. You've got things you wanna say. All you do is ask. Cause we read your shit. No, no. This is ten years after he's died. Anyway. All right. I got some stuff to reads. Brilliant. Um, I teased last episode that we were going to bring this up, and I think it's officially time to bring this up. Uh, we got okay. We need to come up with um, a, a pseudonym for this person, uh, who is a doctor who has something to share. Uh, doctor Base Monkey. Doctor Base Monkey. Yeah. What's a base monkey? I don't know. So Doctor BM. Yeah, just go with it. BM. It's, yeah. Which to doctors means bowel movement, which is a poop. Uh, they say the price of my love is a oh. Either way. Uh, hello, guys. This is from Dr. Uh, again, Dr. Bow Movement, uh, based monkey. Uh, I'm going to be graduating from uni and start working as a doctor soon. It's super exciting, but the very idea kind of scares the heck out of me. Not just because of the responsibilities but that come with, with doctoring, but also because of my mental health issues. I've had problems with depression uh, and or anxiety for many years and only started seeking help last year, being overseas for uni help, less stigma and more resources. I'm currently on medication and see a clinical psychologist regularly, but still have very low periods. Lately, I've been worrying about how this will affect my job next year. I can't let my bad weeks or days affect my care for patients. I also worry about bumping into patients at the the psychologist and them questioning my ability to be a good doctor if I need to see a psychologist. It really isn't the most confident. It really isn't the most confidence inspiring. Uh, John, you've talked about your depression before in previous episodes. Any tips for dealing with bad days and not letting them affect your work? Also, what are your guys' thoughts on doctors with mental health problems? Uh, would it make you trust them less, or would you be cool with it? Thanks for the great podcast, guys. Listening to you guys being eloquently dumb makes me smile. Doctor Base Monkey, thank you so much for opening up to us. As um, with open parentheses colon. So this person is going to be a doctor soon, like a practicing doctor yep. soon. Okay. Well on their way. Well, my my f- first reaction to what you said was uh, about the psycho- the psycho- going to the psychologist, psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the difference? Psychologist, psychiatrist, psychiatrist can prescribe uh, medication. Psychologist, they're just to talk. Cool. Um, I'm pretty sure there are arrangements you can make if you're a psychologist, you know, to have more private sessions or to have um, a, a more private space maybe or... Um, to schedule it when there's less people around, like I'm, that, yeah, like it's doctor-patient confidentiality. You yeah, know? but that's, I think it's, the, but it, I think it is the anxiety of like you never know who you're going to see in the world. I suppose, um, but there's ways to work around that. I think, and also, um, 
it's good that you're seeing somebody for it. John can speak more into that. Yeah, I was going to say, like, for me, I'd actually be more comfortable knowing that my doctor is seeing a shrink. Yeah. As opposed to being like, going to my doctor and be like, this guy's clearly fucking crazy, but they don't seek help. Yeah. I'd rather be someone like, because everyone's got fucking problems. Yeah. And the fact that you're taking steps to actively work towards them is a very good thing, I think. Yes. I think it would, yeah, the fact that you're getting help is definitely comforting to yourself, the people around you, everything. Because, you know, it's like if I have a cough and I'm not seeing a doctor for it, people around me are going to start getting worried. Like, you're, that cough's getting a bit more violent, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, you, you, you need help for what ails you. And there's no judgment about that. Um, but my first concern that comes to mind um, oh, when, it com- when, it, when you bring up depression and being a doctor, I don't really know if it's going to affect the patients because, you know, I, I believe that you um, are able to maintain a certain air of professionalism. But my go-to concern is, um, would being a doctor give you, and I don't know if I'm wrong to even bring this up, mm-hmm. would a doctor have open access to medications? No. No? No, they can't just take medications. They can't pres- prescribe for themselves either. Mm, okay yeah. then because that was like my first thing that came to mind of like you know what in a worst case scenario what might these two things have that might be negative like what would being a doctor and having de- clinical depression that math brought about oh i can yeah, yeah. prescribe myself lots of medication and take it when i'm not feeling good and then i'll overdose or no. i'll get into trouble no, no, no. cool so there's things in place to specifically stop that from happening cool then, that yeah, said uh, i've seen some movies and tv shows where people get around that shit i think i watched too many movies and tv that's shows that's that probably worried. it that was why i was worried but um no not at all like again you you get help for what ails you there's no judgment on that yeah it's also your private business you yeah know what i mean I mean, there's no, I mean, if you bump into a patient, you bump into a patient, but yeah. man, your business is your business. As long as you can do your job, I think you'll be fine. Yeah. And if you're getting help and maintaining it, I mean, you, you're going to become a doctor. Yeah. The path going there is not easy. If you've made it this far, um, you're going to do fine. That's for sure. Yeah. The path to being a doctor, the studies, the things that you have to go through, the exams, the tests, the practicals, everything, like you got through all of that. And yeah. that's for good reason. Good for you. Also good yeah. for you. And that's for a reason. That's because you work hard and you put your freaking ass into it. And that's... When you put your ass into anything, yeah. amazing things can happen. Exactly. That's what I always like. And when you... And it seems that you've really gone all into this. Um, when you put... When you go all in on your ass, yeah. things can happen. Mm-hmm. So, I'm personally not worried, but I understand your worry, Dr. Base Monkey, because especially we've brought this up many times in, in Asian society like this one. Um getting psychiatric help or getting any mental health help is almost immediately demonized because really should, again still shouldn't be but that's true yeah sometimes. yeah but the view of it over here is very narrow the view of it here is oh he's seeing a psychiatrist he's crazy he's crazy you crazy. crazy stay away from him no it's like having a cough or my knee hurts or i'm getting migraines or i think my heart is beating in a weird pace or i think my mind is is um uh, thinking things it shouldn't, yeah. I'm going to go see a doctor and get help for it. My erection won't go away after eight hours, mm-hmm. etc. All the same things, except that last one is a bit more outwardly visible. Yes. Mm, not really with mine. Yeah. Do, do you have anything to say? Because I'm speaking yeah. from no experience. So he's asking like any tips for dealing with bad days. Um, 
And there, there are the practical things. There's two practical things I will give you is you want to start right away on the pod, on the, um, the app Headspace, which by the way, have you done any of that? A little bit, yeah. He's, he's so good. Uh, get on that, get on Headspace. That'll help. And two, start exercising. Those two things you'd be surprised are, will be incredibly helpful. Yeah. And if you are already, then I'm fine. I'm not, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but generally, if you guys are feeling down and feeling sad, overwhelmed, start exercising and get helping with Headspace. Um, what's good is that it's something to focus on. It's an achievable thing. You have to sit there and listen to your headspace for 10 minutes at first or 15 minutes as it gets longer and longer. You just have to go for a run. You have to hit the gym. It's something you can do that you can feel that you're gaining ground on your quote, you know, your enemy, which right. is, which is depression and whatnot. Yeah. And it's hard because it's so overwhelming and so nebulous. It's kind of hard to like fight that. Yeah. But here's some practical tools to help you do that. Go yeah. for a run. Here's two things. I'm going to get super easy because we live in a generation that requires apps and all that shit. Start on, download these two apps. Headspace, which I've mentioned like 10 times already. Headspace and C25K. Yeah. Letter C, number two, 5K. Or you get a run, which I, or an app called, um what I use, which is run free or whatever the fuck. I forgot what it's called. Look it up. But C25K is, it stands for couch to 5K. It gets you running. It's a program designed to get you from being a couch potato to running a 5K in nine weeks. Okay. It's very helpful. Cool. It's a good, and it's a good, it like, stays in your earphones. It tells you what to do and get going with that. And yeah, Dr. If, Bass Monkey, tell us, let us know how you're doing. If Keep you, in touch. If you, if you exercise, you look good, you feel good, you feel energized, you feel strong. The, it, it really does change your outlook Endorphins, on man. Life. Endorphins are a real thing. It changes your outlook on life. You physically feel different because you feel less slumpy. Yeah. <laughs> and then say you do exercise a lot and you do this, um... I don't know. Uh, have meaningless sex? No. Mm. Have meaningful sex. Mm. Jerk off a lot. I don't know. All these things. These That's are all things you could three do. Three extremely different options. <laughs> They're not that different. Oh, well, I mean, the ending's the same. Yeah. So is the beginning. Candlelights. <laughs> Little Luther Vandross. <laughs> Lubricant. Uh, yeah. He also said he, he or she. Which is actually funny because I'm like yeah, he, she, he or they, they sent us an article just now, which I haven't got. I just got it. Like we, I opened it just before we started reading this podcast, uh, Base Monkey, and I will get to it. They sent us an article about the troubles facing yeah mental health uh, mental health problems facing health professionals in this area. So that's awesome. Cool. Uh, yeah, keep up with it, man or woman, person. Do your best. That's all you can ask, and you'll be fine. Correct. There's something I want to touch on, Nathan. Uh, but <laughs> if you put it all in, um, if you're listening to the podcast, um, first of all, you're awesome. Second of all, where are you listening to this podcast? Because I feel like a lot of people are listening on the official Good Hang website, which, while I love, is not the most efficient way to listen to this podcast. Yes. And people, there was one person who messaged me on Instagram. Uh, I'm having trouble accessing our, 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 our thing right now, but they were like, I love your photos. How do I listen to your podcast? <laughs> I'm like, that's different. That's a different thing I'm experiencing. So make sure you're getting this. Uh, you know, if you're if you're Apple, you can go to the podcast app. It there's, comes default with all iPhones. The person sent me a message like, oh, crap, there's a podcast app. It was in a folder marked useless apps. Yeah. And their friend pointed out, but it's so funny. Just drag down on your screen right now on your iPhone and search, search podcast. Find it. Search for us. 
You got it. Yeah, I don't really know how fucking Android stuff works, but we're easy. We're easy to find. We should be there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's leave that there then. It's on very, we read your shit. Thank you guys. As usual, if you want us to read some of your shit, if you have questions for us about mental health, about the best way to live your life, because we're experts, clearly, send us a message. Drop us an email. At, so good at life. Yeah, visit the, the aforementioned Good Hang podcast website. There's a little contact us form there. We read everything. We get back to you on everything. And we love you. Man. Listener, we love yeah. you. We love you. All right, shall we get into some news then? Let's do it Let's to it. Do it. One, two, three. World news, interviews, wall on terror, puppy shoes, television, movie sports, racist fans, tiny horse, so many things in the world we're in. Did you hear about that thing? Nathan, have you ever thought of what you would do if you were in jail? Um like first right. defeat the top dog. Right, right. Just yeah. walk up to him in the, in the yes. cafeteria. Just punch walk him. up to him, make your intentions clear, maybe with a food tray, maybe with like Are you a talking about like the number spork? one of the whole thing or like a number one of a specific gang? You know, like there's the, the white I mean, power. like just find the guy who who looks like he has a following. Like find the guy who looks like he's the most popular, you know, the most kind of like the, the alpha. Clearly the alpha, yeah. And then you beat him down and you establish you and then you, you establish, establish your, your dominance. Your dominance but then you walk away from it. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, that's that's what I plan to do in prison. So, assuming you don't get immediately stabbed, yeah, <laughs> would you ever consider escaping from prison? Oh, uh, no. Right? It's like the one thing. Like, if I ever end up jail, I'm doing my time. Like, yeah. it's stupid to try to escape. Say, a second, I'm not Michael Schofield. It's I mostly okay. I I would I would. No, the idea of it's so cool, but the practicality of it is impossible because first of all, like the chances of you getting it right, very low. Second of all, the payoff at the end, like what life are you going to lead? Yeah. You know, constantly on the run, you know? Yeah. What if it was like super easy to escape prison though? Like super easy. Um, like, like fucking Sweden? dumb, like, no, no, this is the article I'm talking about is actually in America, but yeah, no, but Sweden is like, you can leave whenever you want. Right. That's the idea. It's like, eh, I feel like being in prison today. I'm not very sure. Something about that. Yeah. Okay. All this is to say that, Nathan, a dozen inmates in a prison uh, in America, in Alabama to be exact, escaped. You know how they did it? How? They took peanut butter, the butter from a peanut, smashed peanuts, and they covered a little bit of a sign on a door that made it look like it was a regular, that, that led out of the prison. They made it look like it was a regular inmate's room or whatever the fuck. And they had a noob guard, like a rookie guard. Open it for them. Wait, they made it and like just, an inmate's room. Just ran out. I don't get how they they, co- they used a peanut butter to cover a sign, basically that marked it as like. Okay, let me read the article. Uh, on Sunday, a dozen inmates escaped from the Walker County Jail not by cutting through steel bars, drilling through walls, or ripping a toilet from a wall. Instead, uh, Walker, according to Walker County Sheriff Jim Underwood, that's a very southern name. Oh, I was gonna. The I inmates. Thought was gonna be, I thought it was gonna be. Um, uh, Chuck Norris. Uh, f- dude, if it was Chuck Norris, there's no way these fucking guys would get away. Are you kidding me? He would cry shot them out of nowhere. Uh, the inmates used peanut butter to make the number on one of the cell doors look like the number on a door leading to the outside of the jail. An inmate then asked an unsuspecting jail guard in the control room to open his cell, saying he needed to get back in. Unknown to the guard, he inadvertently unlocked the door that opened to the outside. Wow. And they just ran for it. Wow. They've since recovered all these inmates, but how fucking dumb is this whole situation? I just can't believe that, like, 
Because I'm assuming this space was where the cells were. Yeah. Th- there would be a door leading directly to the outside in that room. I, yeah, I don't understand the layout of this prison. That's Strangely the constructed prison. Because usually there's like three or four different doors you have to get through before even tasting the outside. Yeah. Yeah. Taste the peanut butter. Yeah. Uh, that same sheriff said that the inmate's plan was, quote, well laid out. Yep. And that he took advantage of an inexperienced employee. Yep. Oh gosh! It was pretty well laid out. I mean, it's 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 deceptively simple. So this was in Alabama, right? Eleven of the inmates were quickly re- uh, recaptured, but the twelfth one made it all the way to Florida. Of course, more than seven hundred fifty miles away. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, I have no inclination to ever escape, just because life on the run sounds exhausting. Yep, but cool. Yeah. Actually, wait, now that I'm thinking about it, that does present itself with some very cool opportunities. You can have a second life. Yeah. It's the opportunity to start again because you can't return to your old life. You got to go, like, find passage to Finland or something. Yeah, I feel like that ship is sealed for you, though, because you're pretty famous. Unless you go to Finland. Exactly. That's what, that my, my first go-to would either be Africa. Right. Ooh, hot. Um, Lots of malaria. A Scandinavian country. Ooh, lots of meatballs and salmon. Ra- no, 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 not Russia. Russia is too close to China. Um, too close to America. Yeah. Um, Alaska. Like a non-extradition country is where you need to go, right? Alaska. Um, New Zealand, maybe? Alaska is a part of America, you know that, right? Yes. If you're escaping from America. Oh, if you're escaping from Singapore. I'm escaping from... I'm talking about escaping my life. Uh, like, oh, just your life. Yeah, like if practically if I wanted to escape my life right now, it would either be Africa, a Scandinavian country, Alaska, um, or New Zealand. All these things have something in common. It's cold, I guess. And and not a lot of Chinese people. Not a lot of Chinese people. Yeah. A lot of Filipino people in Alaska. Do you know that? Yeah. It's like a huge... It's like the largest minority, mm-hmm. aside from like... Inuit, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's random. But yeah, I mean, that's that's crazy. Here, here's my thing, though. You know how, like, um, one person brought, like, a bomb in his shoe on a plane, now we have to take off our shoes? Yeah. Same with liquids. Yeah. Does this mean that all prisoners everywhere are no longer going to get <laughs> peanut butter? That sucks, man. It's no got more ruined it for gif- everyone. No more gif for you, prisoners. Yeah, get out of here. Enjoy your jelly sandwich. Yeah. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> it's the jelly sandwich. Oh, my goodness. That's... How, I get inexperienced guard, but like... You gotta be pretty fucking dumb, right? You gotta be pretty fucking dumb. And it presents a lot of issues too. So, I, I'm, I'm guessing from this article, they can control the door from like, like, like they can control the door from like a booth, right? Right. So even if like, whatever, you took, like it was a number 13, you put peanut butter on the one, it's like, there's door number three. <laughs> like, how the fuck, like, how did, I don't understand how that worked. I, I would assume he just walked up to the door and unlocked it. Yeah, maybe, but it seemed to sound like they were controlling from a booth. Anyway, uh, that there's a lot of shit I want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, Nathan, I want to talk about two amazing people. Okay. Who have helped thousands, if not tens of thousands, of people live life better. Nathan Hartono and John Cancio. Oh, I want, I want someone else to talk about us. I want to talk about all their people. Okay. But we are pretty amazing. Uh, there is a woman that they're calling the Miracle Mom, and her name is Elizabeth. Anderson Sierra, 29 years old, and she has given over, hold on, let's find it real quick. She has given over 5,000 pints of breast milk to help premature uh, babies and gay dads feed their newborns. Yay. 5,000 pints. That's 2,365 liters. Where do you get 
I mean, I get her tits, but is that yeah, even possible? I hear what you're saying. Let's see. A miracle mom. Ten times. Elizabeth, the Miss Sierra, has 29 years old, spends an incredible 10 hours a day pumping around 1.7 gallons of milk. Wow. 10 times the average woman. Wow. She has been diagnosed with hap- hyperlactation syndrome, which means she produces masses more milk than what is considered a, quote, normal amount. But she still manages to squeeze in fees in time for her own six-month-old daughter before giving the rest of the needy. Oh, my. Uh, Nathan, you must see a picture of a fridge full of her breast milk. I kind of want to see... Oh. That's mm. a lot of breast milk. I just didn't think it was possible. I thought like there's a limit to how much you can lactate. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, she has a she has a, a disorder. I guess you would say, right? It causes her to more. But here's the crazy thing: in order in order to, I mean, she's going to create that milk. But you've got to eat a shit ton to like, you know, to like get the nutrients in you. Someone Dumb did question, the, but if you drink a lot of just cow's regular milk, milk, does that mean you know. get more breast milk? Maybe. Does your breast milk taste creamier? Oh God, I don't want to know. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Someone did the math. I don't know how fucking sure this is, but they said that, uh... It's not disgusting, John. Breast milk is a beautiful thing from nature. Okay. It's the, it's the nutrition of our newborns. Mm. <laughs> uh, okay, this is still according to someone on Reddit. They say that the story says she produces 1.75 gallons per day. A quick Google shows that that is 28 cups, and 28... In each cup, there's 171 calories. So, she... Her output is 4,788 calories of stuff. Those calories have to come from somewhere. So I'm sure she's just fucking eating all day. Yeah. Like, I don't... Fuck, that's crazy. She's like the flash of breast milk. She really is. <laughs> and on top of that, uh, Nathan, there is a man who is called the bl- the Babe Ruth of blood donors who has just given away his 100th gallon of blood. All these amazing people. How yeah. do you... Like, where does that come from your body? It's from your... Bone marrow. Okay, this is... <laughs> I'm imagining a very large person. Doesn't look like it. I mean, he's a postman, so he walks around a okay. lot. Uh, every two weeks for the past 34 years, Marco Perez spends oh, two okay. hours donating blood at the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center. Right, that makes sense. Okay, then. What makes sense? That he did it over a long period of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't <laughs> at once. But 100 gallons, again, for the fucking metric people, that's 378 liters. Right. And at one time, I think your body holds two liters of blood. I'm making that up. No, that's... Uh, no. 14 liters of blood? So much more. 14 liters? Something like that. I don't know what, but definitely not two liters. Two liters No, more than like, two liters. Yeah, that's yeah. one bottle of Coke. Yes, fine. Yeah. But man, that's crazy that people can, can do that. I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, everyone should be... If they have extra flu... I would donate my urine if anyone needs clean urine to pass a drug test, I guess. <laughs> I was like, that makes no, like, why would I ever have to give you rent? But I was like, oh, wait, there's need for that. <laughs> you want to get into that, don't you? You want to get into that market. Well, I'm, I'm good to get to any market, I think, is my thing. Yeah. Nathan, do you have any news that you would like to talk about? I really don't because, I, like I said, I've been out of touch. And I've just been super out of touch. <laughs> Fair enough. I've got more to talk about. I always want to check in with you. Um, I, I think we should also take this time to say that, like, between the last podcast we recorded and this podcast, like, a hundred million things happened to the Trump White House. Yes. Today is pretty uh, important because today is, today is when uh, Robert Mueller, the investigator, is calling in a grand jury. So that's kind of going to be something. Who knows? By the time we never record the next episode, Trump might be uh, fucking ousted. See, 
I feel like we've been on the cusp of that for the last three since or he was four elected. months. Since he was elected. Well, since he was elected, it was kind of like, you know, ha, 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 get, he's going to get, uh, what's the word, um, impeached. Mm-hmm. But it's really just been a very real thing in the last three months with the whole Russia thing and all that and so much collusion and all that. Um, it's becoming a very real possibility. And I, I, I just don't, I've I've always doubted from the beginning that he's going to last a whole term. Yeah, he's either going to leave or get impeached. Um, but it's wearing very thin, I must say, <laughs> to say the least. Yes. <laughs> it's like a wound that you have poked at, and at this point, the limb has fallen off, and you're just poking <laughs> like a phantom area. Like it's just it doesn't. It's so numb, you know. It's. I think uh, we've Chester reached, Bennington, recent, rest in peace, has become so numb. We've reached a new level of humanity that, like, this is we we've been desensitized to so much. Oh, dear. Uh, speaking of reaching a new level of humanity, the last little news article I want to talk about, I think you'll be interested to hear, Nathan. Um, comedian Jim Gaffigan, are you a fan? Yeah. Uh, I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan. I love him. His wife was recently, sadly, diagnosed with a brain tumor. Oh. And um, their and their 14th wedding anniversary was just the other day, like last week. He has like 16 kids, right? Or, like, uh, does he? I don't know. I think he, he has like five kids. Does like, he a lot feed of them kids. all Hot Pockets? <laughs> you know, I just realized when I was living in LA, I actually saw Jim Gaffigan at the supermarket, which I, with, with who I assume must have, been, must have been his wife at the time. Awesome. Huh. Anyway, uh, yeah, so sadly, she's been diagnosed with brain cancer, and um, their 14th wedding anniversary was last week, and they tried to make a thing of it, and he contacted Mario Batali, uh-huh. saying, hey, I need your help, because uh, they're friends, and Mario, but he was like, hey, I need your help, my wife, it's our wedding anniversary, my wife has cancer, um, she can't have solid foods right now, because apparently the treatment, and he was like, don't worry, come to our restaurant, I'll make a thing for you, and he made like a multi-course dinner, all of soups. Here's the menu, Nathan. Have a little look-see. Oh, my God. Isn't that just the sweetest, nicest, saddest thing? Oh, my gosh. Oh, everything is soup. Yeah. Zupa di piselli, bread soup. Um, it comes with a wine, it's come with a matching a wine. Wine pairing. Thai basil syrup. Sounds, doesn't it sound delicious, too? Oh. oh. Nathan's melting over there. It's just, it's it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Indeed. Uh, hope she gets better as soon as possible. Hope so yes. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's 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 rough. I you feel very close to these personalities because you know they let us into their hearts and minds so much of their comedy. Yeah. That's why, like, I remember I was so bummed when Patton Oswalt's wife passed yeah. away. That felt like a personal blow almost because you know you get so into their way of thinking and like their their writing and their comedy they're always so generous with it that like when something happens to them that way it is a weird thing like that especially when if it's if it's a podcast comedian like i remember one of my favorite podcasts uh is it never not funny and a couple years ago one of the producers who was also the brother-in-law of the main guy committed suicide and there was Mm. like they couldn't find him for a long time and it turned out he he went to the wilds of Canada and, and hanged himself or something. But it is weird because you feel a closeness to these people and you're, and you're so gracious for the things they give you and tragedy strikes them as tragedy will strike everyone. It really is quite sad. But I'm also a big fan of Mario Batali and I'm also a big fan of people being bros to each other and that's a good move that they did. And you're a big fan of soup. I'm a big fan of soup. Yeah. Not a big fan of cancer. Mm. Cancer sucks. Uh, recently lost uh, two 
um, close like a cousin and one of my mom's best friends to cancer just this past week. Uh, Cancer's a real dick, man. Yeah, it's a real dick. Yeah, it's really dick when it's like your it, it's like your body's like, hey, I'm gonna do something dumb and then yeah, anyway. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know if you have any good news to leave us on a nice note off. I know you have a hard out in five minutes to go to work. I do. Um, but I I wanted to end um on a nice note with a little bit of like a let's go back to what you've been up to. Uh-huh. Uh, last week John and I cooked a meal together. Yeah. For the first time in a very long time. It was very successful. Yeah, we were hosting um a friend of mine Nayong who did the musical with us. Oh, by the way, multiple people requested for her to be on this podcast, uh-huh. including myself. <laughs> But she had to fly off and do Miss Saigon. Yeah, she's doing the Saigon tour in UK right yeah. now. So good on her for that. Um, but also, um, we we hosted her for dinner, just mm-hmm. the three of us, mm-hmm. um, and then the fourth person. Um, but man, we killed it. Yeah, we cooked up a storm. Just saying, we killed that dinner because that food was amazing. Uh, John made this like crazy porterhouse steak, mm-hmm. um, sous vide, and then mm-hmm. like burnt to a crisp on the a perfect crisp outside. Yeah, you know it. And then um, he also made this like um, mozzarella tomato salad salad thing. Yeah, that was beautiful. Nathan did something like I, I can only describe it as like a like a prawn bisque pasta. Wasn't it something? It's so good. Wasn't it something? It's so good. Very very. I don't know what the word for it is. Unctuous. Unctuous is a good one. I don't know. It was rich. Yeah, but it was it was, a, it was a solid three course. You know, wine steak. Pasta and salad. And board games. And board games. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good night. It was a very good night. Um, I highly encourage you to gather some friends up, cook up a storm. Yeah. And just catch up, talk, do something off your phones for a little bit. It's very healing. Yeah. I read something recently about the what the what why there is a rise in board games. And there was a really interesting theory in that um, a lot of people who are like around our age... Uh, grew up playing video games at each other's house where they like you'd play on the same on TV. On the couch, yeah. On the couch, split screen or whatever, but that's not a thing anymore because everything's all online. I so really instead, miss that. I the truly, best... truly miss that. So instead, the best substitute is just playing board games. There's a video game coming out. They've previewed on E3. It's a prison break game and it's meant to be played two-player. It can only be played with two players. You have to be in the same room? Well, you don't have to, but they highly encourage it. I'll Let's play it. Let's play I want to play it with you. Let's, let's um, twitch it. I want you to check it out. Um, I forgot what it's called, but it's a prison break game. I will look it up. Two brothers, and um, they demoed on E3. Does one have like lots of tattoos that details how to do it? Well, no, it's crazy because the entire game is in split screen. Whoa! And the way that they split the screen, it changes every time, and they and they use the split screen as a storytelling device. It's insane. It looks amazing. It looks beautiful, and I love the fact that they're encouraging couch play again. Yeah. Because I think it also lets people be more socially not dumb. It just gives people a good time together. I, 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 my formative years were spent like playing video games with my brother in the same room. Right. And the downside of that was that he could physically hurt me yeah, after he, I he, beat my, him. My brother would do that to me. Yeah, too. like I would beat him in the game and then he would beat me in real life. Like it was funny. I remember we were playing Double Dragon, like one of the Double Dragons. And my brother was like, hey, how do you do that one move? And I was like, why? And he's like, I know, just t- how do you do that one move? I was like, why? He's like, no, fucking tell me what the move is. Why? And he punched me in the arm. I was like, motherfucker, it's Y on the keypad. Why? Super Nintendo. Y. X, A, B, X, Y. Y. And he was like, oh. Well, fuck you, bro. And it was one of those things where I didn't even realize I was W, yeah. W-H-Y. I was like, you just punched me in my arm. I'm like, nine. <laughs> fucking dick. Still well, on, miss it, though. On that note. On that note. <laughs> 
thank you so much for listening this week again. We'll be back again soon. John is leaving on a trip to Japan. Yeah, I'm going to Japan. Yeah, so um, he's going to be gone for a while. Uh, for I'll, a week. I'll, I'll, I'll do a solo episode without him, just talking to the cups in this room. No, I'll Skype in, or we can wait till I get back. <laughs> yes. Um, but thank you for listening. Uh, we'll... I know we've been saying it for a while, but we're going to try to get back on somewhat of a schedule soon. Yeah. Um, and thanks for sharing, liking, subscribing, giving it to a friend, rating, reviewing, telling people about it. And overall, just faces, for being you handing out flyers in the street with our faces on it. Um, putting up uh, graffiti posters all over MRT stations, um, buying out ad space on many um, websites and blogs, tattooing our faces on your bodies. Um, Cremating uh, cow corpses and having us have a space in the crematorium. Um, Hanging criminals and saying thanks for the hang to them. Yeah, so that's all thanks to you guys. Yeah. Uh, So see you when we see you on the next time. Sooner than you hope for. How about that? Exchange. Bye bye. Fast and angry. Quick and quick and angry. Quick and angry. Sex is like Nathan, by the way.